Welcome to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame Podcast, presented by the Fairfield Inn and Suites, Waco North. Celebrating the 2023 Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction class. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame Podcast, presented by the Fairfield Inn and Suites, Waco North. I am author and oral historian Jackson Michael, and in this episode, we celebrate the 2023 Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction class with highlights from the induction banquet and press conference. Each year, the banquet is open to the public. You can learn how to purchase tickets for Texas Sports Hall of Fame events by visiting the Hall of Fame's official website, tshof.org. You can also follow the Texas Sports Hall of Fame on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. The 2023 Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction banquet was held on April 15th, 2023. The class was a stellar class of inductees that included Houston Oilers Hall of Fame linebacker Robert Brazil, Houston Astros legend Jose Cruz, Baylor men's basketball coach Scott Drew, track star Carla Guidry, NFL star running backs Priest Holmes and Adrian Peterson, Olympic diver Cynthia Potter, and Texas Southern University and NFL legend Michael Strahan. Attendees included many previous Texas Sports Hall of Fame inductees, among them Heisman Trophy winner Earl Campbell, Houston Astros pitcher and manager Larry Durker, and former Baylor All-Americans Don Truel and Lawrence Elkins. The MC of the induction banquet was the voice of the Dallas Cowboys, Brad Sham. Michael Strahan, a former Texas Southern standout and SWAC Player of the Year before starring for the New York Giants, kicked off the inauguration acceptance speeches for the evening. The current host of Good Morning America said he was grateful for his Texas roots that helped him get to where he is today. Somebody told me in the back that they said, I didn't realize your football career because of everything else you've done. And that's a testament to, you know, I'm happy about that. It means, I guess the transition is complete. But I also am not foolish enough to believe that without having the football career that I had, I would have the life that I have now. Sports has been the most valuable thing outside of family that I've had. And I'm so grateful for the game of football. I'm so grateful for Westbury High School. I'm so grateful for Texas Southern University and Walter Highsmith for giving me a chance and J.W. Harper for being a great coach and a mentor for me. And um, all that led me here to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. And I just want to thank all of you for coming out tonight for supporting this. Michael Strahan mentioned that he was a fan of the Houston Oilers and fellow inductee Robert Brazil while growing up in Houston. He also spoke about what being inducted into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame means to him. It kind of takes me back to some time of a place in which I forget, and that is my sports career. Until I come up here and I sit next to some of the greatest athletes that I've ever played in sports, and I want to congratulate each and every one of you 
um, with this induction because I played against some of you. I admired you as a Houston Oilers fan, being a young boy from Houston. Um, Priest, I'm glad we're hanging out here instead of on the football field. And, and this is just a great honor, and I'm, I'm excited to share it with all of you because I couldn't think of a better class uh, to go in with. But you know, I was sitting here thinking about my career, my life, and everything else, and, and the catalyst behind all of it. The biggest catalyst for me, of course, is my family who are here tonight. Robert Brazil grew up in Mobile, Alabama, a place known to be the hometown of many baseball stars, including Henry Aaron, Willie McCovey, and Billy Williams. Robert Brazil, however, made his mark in pro football. He starred at linebacker for the Houston Oilers during their magnificent Love You Blue era under head coach Bum Phillips, who is also a member of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Brazil spoke about playing for the NFL's Houston Oilers and shared a story about Coach Phillips telling Robert to save his hardest hits for opponents rather than for his teammates. The Houston Oilers was the only professional team that I've ever played for. So, to all my Texas fans, you had so much to do with my success. Not only was I able to play for the great Bob Phillips, I was able to play and work with the best group of guys that will always be known and loved and called the lovely blue Houston Oilers. I bet y'all didn't know, the first year when we drafted Earl, I wanted to show him what I could do. I wanted to hit him. I wanted to show him what I could do. <laughs> so after some pass plays and scrimmaging, Bomb blowed that whistle, and he called us both over. He called us both over, and he said, Robert. I said, yes, coach. He said, we do not play the Houston Oilers. The Houston Oilers is not on our schedule. <laughs> and if Earl gets hurt, Robert, who's going to play running back? <laughs> Robert Brazil was one of the NFL's most feared linebackers and was nicknamed Dr. Doom. He told the story behind the nickname, which was given to him at the college all-star game. The college all-star game was a game that pitted the previous year's Super Bowl champions against a team of college All-Stars. I was playing in the college All-Star game. Some of you guys wasn't even born back then when they had the college All-Star game. And I did not have a nickname. A young man named Richard Wood, who played with SC, was called Batman. And his coach was the head coach of the college All-Star game. We was having breakfast that morning. Richard was looking in the Chicago Tribune. In the Chicago Tribune, it's a cartoon character named Dr. Doom. And he said, they say, Robert, I got a nickname for you. I said, what is now? I just want to be Robert Brazil Jr. I want to make that popular. He said, no, this nickname fits you. So Howard Cosell, again, some of you guys don't know who Howard Cosell is. <laughs> you have to Google this. Howard Cosell is sitting there and he jumps into our conversation. He says, yeah, take the Doom part. D-O-O-M. We couldn't figure it out. He said, death on offensive means. I said, yes, that fit me. Jose Cruz starred for the Houston Astros in the 1970s and 1980s. 
He grew up in a tiny town in Puerto Rico and was originally signed by the St. Louis Cardinals before being traded to Houston. He gave the story behind his humble beginnings and his long road to Major League Baseball. My hometown, Arroyo, Puerto Rico, you don't find on the map. I'm one of the lucky guys that played baseball in Arroyo, Puerto Rico. When I was a little boy, I don't have nothing. Not, nothing is impossible in life. I become a baseball player because my determination, my discipline, and my hard work. That's what it takes to become a baseball player and to be a lucky guy, to come out from my hometown, a little town, and the, I tell you, I don't have nothing when I was growing up to play baseball. I don't have a glove, I don't have a bat, I don't have shoes. Cruz talked about being traded to the Astros and how both the city of Houston and the Astros organization has been a large part of his life. And then the best thing happened to me when I got traded to Houston, Texas. That's when I gave my chance to play more. I was so happy when I was in the winning league. They called me from Houston, Texas, say, listen, welcome to the Houston Astros. I was so happy, but I, but I started hitting good in Puerto Rico. And then when I got to Houston, I was ready to play and be a regular guy in the city of Houston, Texas, with the Houston Astros. I really appreciate that. And uh, really, I can say that the fan in Houston, the support that they give me year after year. I was proud to be in that city, and I never want to get out of that city. I stayed there forever. I continue working with the Houston Astros, and I'm there right now. I've been there, I think I forgot I've maybe more than 40 years with the Houston Astros. So, so what can I say? I'm very proud to be in that city. Two-time gold medal winner and University of Texas track icon, Carlette Guidry appeared on episode 49 of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. She then shared more stories at her induction into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. She remembered an early inspiration and influence on her athletic career. As a young girl, I grew up in Galveston, Texas. And for me, it was, I knew that I wanted to do something differently. I knew before I even met Carol Middleton, that I wanted to change my environment. But really inspired me was the Wilma Rudolph story. Um, she was a great Olympian, she overcame a lot of adversities. When I first saw the story, I knew I wanted to be an Olympian, but I didn't know how I was gonna get there. So Coach Robinson um, and Coach Carol Milton helped me achieve that. Carla Guidry also credited the great support she received from the leaders of the University of Texas Women's Athletic Department. Well, starting out at the University of Texas at Austin, um, I had the privilege of being with some great and awesome women, from Terry Crawford to Sue Humphrey, Dr. Sheila Rice, Dr. Donna Lopiano, and um, all of them were very instrumental in Title IX. And as soon as we stepped on the University of Texas 40 acres, there was a winning tradition of knowing who you are as a woman and as an athlete and knowing that you could achieve anything you put your mind to it. And we had a great support behind us. When we return, we'll hear more great memories from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame class 
of 2023, including from pro football stars Adrian Peterson and Priest Holmes, as well as Olympic diver Cynthia Potter and Baylor basketball coach Scott Drew on the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, presented by the Fairfield Inn & Suites, Waco North. When you come to Waco, be sure to stay at the Fairfield Inn & Suites Waco North, located just a short distance from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. You'll start your day off with a delicious complimentary breakfast, and you'll also enjoy the Fairfield Inn & Suites free Wi-Fi, fitness center, and pool. Next time you bring your team to Waco, Make the Fairfield Inn & Suites Waco North your home base on the road. Welcome back to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, presented by the Fairfield Inn & Suites Waco North. Celebrating the Texas Sports Hall of Fame class of 2023. Priest Holmes was a star running back while attending John Marshall High School in San Antonio. He led the team to the state championship game before accepting a scholarship from the University of Texas. He had a stellar career at Texas, shining in the 1996 Big 12 championship game win over Nebraska and in the 1994 Sun Bowl. He later won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens and led the NFL in rushing and touchdowns with the Kansas City Chiefs. Priest Holmes was also named the NFL's Offensive Player of the Year in 2002 by the Associated Press. At the induction banquet, he shared that while in high school, he took a job at a restaurant and planned to miss his senior football season. Holmes said that his high school coach talked him back into football. And this is my senior year in 1991. I decided to go get a job working with my sister at this Chinese restaurant. But lo and behold, I'm there for the first week or a few days into training camp for my high school senior year. And even though that talked about winning the state championship, that might not have ever came about unless it was for my coach. And the reason why I say that is because coach came up to my sister's job and he says, what in the world are you doing? You're supposed to be at camp. Two of days has already started in high school my senior year. I said, well, Coach Visiting, I just need to try to make a little bit of money. He says, trust me on this. I guarantee you, if you leave this job, you'll thank me in years to come. Holmes also spoke about the discipline his parents installed in him and credited that attention to detail as a large part of his success. He remembered how that lesson was taught to him through cleaning the baseboards of his home. When I was growing up, my parents that were military, my dad was Army and my mother was Air Force, and so that was one of the chores that I had. They had to make sure those baseboards were clean around the house. And so, yeah, that attention to detail while everybody else is playing outside and playing uh, football in the streets and running into mailboxes on their bikes, um, I was in there cleaning baseboards. But I think it was that uh, attention to detail, that discipline that really helped me throughout my career. So even when the cards were stacked against me and I went undrafted, I had the ACL, uh, it was one of those things about I was still working in the house on those baseboards while everybody was having fun, right? So I knew at the end of the day, my ace of spade that was in my back pocket was that I knew that I had the ability to work really hard 
And similar to what Robert had mentioned, outworking the next opponent, I had that ability. The Texas Sports Hall of Fame class of 2023 featured another prominent Texas high school running back who later became an NFL star. Adrian Peterson grew up in Palestine, Texas, where he was a high school star in three sports, football, basketball, and track. Peterson next starred in football at Oklahoma, rushing for nearly 2,000 yards his freshman season and leading the Sooners to a berth in the national championship game. He was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings in the first round of the 2007 NFL Draft. Peterson shared the story of how he first started playing football. And it kind of reminded me of when I first started playing this game. You know, I think about when I was seven years old, and i never forget this. It was early in the morning, and my grandmother, she was outside, and she was watering her plants. My grandfather, he was on the couch, and he had his crossroad puzzles. That's all he used to do. And uh, I'm sitting there. Believe it or not, I was drinking coffee yet at the age of seven. <laughs> and I remember she yelled through the screen door. She said, Adrian, your dad is outside. So I run to the door, and the only thing my dad says is, boy, go put some shoes on and come on. So I go in the house, I run back in the house, I put my shoes on, and I go down, hop in the car. I'm like, so where are we going, Dad? Where are we going? Just ride, just ride. I got you. So okay. I knew he was up to something. So we drive about 10 minutes, and this area where we were, it looked familiar, but he made a right. And I'm like, I've never been down this road before but it's, it was by the Palestine Civic Center. And he makes a right, and it's a wooded area. And I don't know where you see baseball fields and football fields. It was a complex, the Palestine complex. And I remember him driving up to, where well, the equipment and stuff was, I remember him driving up, and it was nothing but kids. And they were trying on helmets and shoulder pads. And for me, it was just like a deer in the headlights. My eyes just lit up, you know? And, for me, that's when the journey really started. Although Peterson loved football and was great at it, he once had a coach that didn't like him. Adrian told the story of how he almost left football to focus solely on track and how his father talked him back into returning to football. Uh, but the guy didn't like me. The guy didn't like me. So I made a decision that I was going to hang up the cleats, and I was just going to run track, because I ran track in high school as well. My mom, you know, she was, a, she was a sprinter. She won a couple of state championships and went to the University of Houston. Um, and that's where I get my speed from. My dad said I get it from him too, but I, th- I think I'm going to ride with my mom on this one. <laughs> anyway, um, so I really had made it up in my mind that I was going to, I was going to run track, and I wasn't going to play football anymore. And I remember the junior year, summer uh, tour days had started, and um, I was resting. I was at the house. And uh, my stepdad, he comes up with the phone in his hand, and he wakes me up. And I put the phone to my ear, and it's my dad. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm asleep. He said, haven't you guys started tour days? I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I'm not feeling it this year. I'm just going to focus on track, and that's the direction I'm going to go. He was like, boy, if you, don't get, 
If, if you don't get up and get your butt up to that school, I'm gonna call and I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak with Coach Hurl. And if you tell me you haven't been up there to talk to get back on this team, I mean, you're gonna have an issue. I said, okay, I definitely don't want an issue with my dad. I want an issue. And I remember him telling me, he was like, Adrian, now, I understand you can choose and do what you want, but I don't want you to miss out on this opportunity because I know that you are the best running back in the country. He said, I know that you are the best running back, but no one else knows right now. You got to get up and you got to want it. You know, you got to get up and you got to want it. He understood that there was, there was a change of guard, different head coach coming in. And that's something I always look back on. You know, because that really opened my eyes and it motivated me. You know, it really motivated me. So I ended up going back. And, uh, of course, Coach Harold, he was, he was actually my, my track coach as well, um, gave me the opportunity to compete and work for that, that job. And, and I was able to win. I was able to win that job. Peterson said that he often gets asked why he left the Lone Star State to play for the Oklahoma Sooners. He shared the reason why at the induction banquet. The number one question I get is, why did you go to Oklahoma? Why you leave the state? And I tell him, I said, listen, my uncle played with Priest and Ricky and those guys. They, they were cold. I remember going to watch them play, and I remember sitting outside of the stadium, waiting for my uncle to come out. And I'm looking, I'm like, I'll be back here one day. Like, I was Texas all the way. But... For the people that find themselves being mad at me about going to Oklahoma, this is what I'll say. If you're going to be mad at anybody, be mad at Coach Mac Brown. <laughs> and this is why I say that. I sit in Coach Brown's office, and I asked him the same thing I asked everyone else. Coach Stoops, will I have the opportunity to, to come in and compete? Yeah, sure. Pete Carroll. Will I have the opportunity to come in and compete for the starting job if I come? Yeah, Nick Saban can I have the opportunity. Mac Brown, if I come here, would I have the opportunity to come in and, and you know compete for the starting job? He was like, well, Adrian, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, Cedric Benson, you know, he's coming. He decided to come back for his senior year, so you know we're going to be loyal to him and we're going to let him ride it out. But you know, after that. You know, you can compete for it. I said, okay. I appreciate it. And that was it. I never told him that I wasn't coming. I never told him that I wasn't coming. But that made my, that was the decisions that I made based off of that. Olympic diver Cynthia Potter began her diving career in the years before Title IX. Athletic opportunities were very limited for women, and her high school didn't have a diving team. She still leapt her way to the Olympics and into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. The native Houstonian appeared on episode 50 of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast and also shared her stories at the press conference and induction banquet for the 2023 Texas Sports Hall of Fame class. She is only the third diver inducted into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. She spoke about what she learned from overcoming adversity and what the sport of diving taught her along the way. We go through struggles, and I think that struggles are good in so many ways because for me, my struggles were what 
maybe taught me the most about myself. And I think there are a lot of times today when uh, I taught and coached for quite a while in, in Division One and at a private school, and I substitute taught at the school, and I, I think there was a trend in a way to eliminate or not allow young people to struggle. And I think that's unfortunate because if we're allowed to struggle, we're allowed to figure it out. And if we can figure it out with the support, love, and yes, a little bit of help from the people around us, then we get it a lot quicker, I think. And so we can determine our destiny and figure it out, what we need to do, and learn to know ourselves a whole lot better. But it was through sport that I learned so much of these things, and the people were the greatest influence. They were the, the biggest help in, in everything I ever did. And Texans are notorious for being supportive and loving. Cynthia Potter also spoke about the differences in women's athletics in today's world compared with the late 1960s and early 1970s before Title IX was signed into law. There's no comparison. Um, and I don't, I don't try and tell all the young people today what it was like back then because you can't compare the times. Um, I, being from Houston, didn't have an opportunity when I was a senior in high school, I didn't think, to continue my diving. And I had been... Uh, a finalist at the national championships and I thought I was going to have to quit diving because there was no place for a woman to go train and do the kinds of things that collegiate athletes were doing at the time. I, I was, had my acceptance, my roommate and my, my room, my dorm at the University of Texas, but women weren't allowed in the pool and so I knew I wasn't going to be able to participate there. Um, and they have an incredible program now. Thank goodness, thank the good Lord that things have changed so drastically. I am, I am forever grateful. And I'm very supportive of their program because I love it. But I got the chance uh, because the Indiana coach had seen me diving at the national championships to go and participate just as a club diver. Baylor men's basketball coach Scott Drew closed the evening. He took over the Baylor men's basketball program when its state of affairs was in complete turmoil. Coach Drew turned the program around quickly with his combination of core values and principles. The Baylor Bears won the 2021 National Championship, and he was quick to share the credit. Coaches are uh, the beneficiaries of everybody's hard work, and if it weren't for the community, the uh, administration, the fans, uh, most of all, players and uh, assistant coaches to help make that all possible. Uh, and, and Texas has such great tradition, so many good student athletes. Uh, the fact that we've only won two basketball championships, uh, hopefully that changes and we win a lot more in the future because the state deserves this. Coach Drew also thanked the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and stated that his induction was an award meant to be shared. Texas Sports Hall of Fame, thank you so much for making this possible. Uh, my family, anyone that knows about coaching, uh, you sacrifice a lot of time away from your family. 
my wife Kelly, my three kids. Uh, so blessed uh, for them. Um, but this isn't Scott Drew going in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. This is a team award. And if it wasn't for Mac and all the administrators, all the boosters, all the Baylor family, uh, this is your award. It's why we're up here. So thank you very much for all your support. Congratulations to each member of the 2023 Texas Sports Hall of Fame class. The induction banquet was a memorable event. Remember that you can attend Texas Sports Hall of Fame events in person. Learn how to obtain tickets at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame's official website, tshof.org. That's tshof.org. You can also learn about future events at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame by following its social media channels on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. We invite you to visit the Texas Sports Hall of Fame in Waco. And when you plan your visit, remember to book your stay at the Fairfield Inn and Suites, Waco North, a slam dunk of a hotel located just minutes away from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. 